I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to They Talk, a good game, your favorite footy podcast probably. Uh, We are coming thick and fast with our final season reviews. We are into the top four and today we are tackling the Parramatta Eels. My name is Harvey, as ever joined by Lockie. Hello. Yep. Yes, we are. We're tackling the Parramatta Reels. Very tough job for the two of us. Yes. To tackle all yeah. 13 <laughs> on field. 13. Plus, if they make any interchanges, God help us. Um, but we're going to try and do it. Absolutely. The Eels, a team that... Putting our body on the line. Putting our, That's it. <laughs> uh, big time. And we're going to come out of this injured as ever because... You know, we've, we, we give, we've given... We're known to give the Eels a tough time on this podcast. I think they're comfortably our least... Like, collectively. Collectively. Easy. Favorite team by a mile, um, and that's and you know credit to them. It you got to be you got to be a little bit good to be hated. That's it, right? Yeah. There's a reason why we love the Warriors and the Titans. <laughs> okay, there's a reason why we love them, and so the Eels, you know, we we don't like them, but they always do pretty well. And this year they did the best we've seen them do since what year was it? Two thousand and nine. Yeah, they've made I a grand so. final. They have well done to them. Um, yeah, I, I think it's a successful season for for Parramatta. Um, they looked at times throughout the season to be the best team. I mean, they beat Penrith, they beat the Storm. That's right. Um, throughout the regular season, they also lost to teams like the Tigers. And they I think did. they lost to the Bulldogs once yeah. as well. Um, so they were really hit and miss, as inconsistent as ever. That's, I think that's what they're known for. Uh, that's their <laughs> that's their they're the tagline. They're the best inconsistent team in the comp. Uh, yeah, they're the best. Like. I'd say that the, the inconsistent teams in the comp are the Eels, the Tigers, and the Warriors. And the Eels are the best by far yes, of yeah, the three. Comfortably. <laughs> yeah, um, Well, but the Tigers are pretty consistently bad these days. They yeah. used to be inconsistent. But uh, I'll say, yeah, the Eels, by um, far the best of the inconsistent teams. Yeah, and they, they had the roster they've been building for a few years and they've had disappointing runs in the final series and they went deep this year. They made it to the grand final. Yep. It's a bit of a shame that they came up against, you know, one of the strongest teams that we've had for the last decade or so. Yeah. Penrith, it's their third time in three years being in the grand final. They go back to back um, and they were the heavy favourites having that easier run through, beating Parramatta in week one. Um, so Parramatta had to do it the hard way. They, they fought and they um, really dug in and showed a bit of character and... They had, a, they had a strong year. I mean, lots of their players got picked for origin, at least for game one. Mm. Um, and, yeah, they've done a really good job to keep building on each year's success. Um, but they did they did ultimately miss out on that elusive premiership at the yep. end of the day. So tough to get to a grand final. So it hurts a lot, I guess, especially with the Eels, with that streak that they've got, uh, of that, that drought, I should say, of missing out on premiership wins. Yeah. So uh, a tough one, tough one to take for them. But I think they should be proud of the year they had. Made the top four, didn't do the classic, you know, out in straight sets final series that that they've been known for. Yeah, they they could have done easily. Could have done. The Raiders were in hot form coming up. Was it the Raiders? Yeah, played the Eels. Yeah, I don't know. It's been ages. Um, <laughs> it's been a long time. Um, but yeah, especially with as we've said on the potty before, a couple 
key players moving on next year. Yes, absolutely. Tough one to lose. I, I still can't believe they're letting Marnie go. I, I, like yeah. the development he's shown in the last couple of years, he's an 80 minute hooker, does his defensive job so well. Like he's mm. a top three defensive hookers in the game. It's tough. And Managing the salary cap, it's tough because it's not like people, you know, let a player go. But no, it's just, but you've you got to prioritize yeah. those spine spots. Like you really yeah. do. Like, yeah. um, And the fact that they've it's true. got Dylan Brown, Mitch Moses, who it's are true. like got one year remaining. Yeah. So they haven't tied down long term other players in that spine. And so maybe their perspective is, you know, we, we've got this premiership window open with this spine. And if it, if it doesn't happen, we're going to change the spine up, yeah. you know, and that's, you know, that can work, but it's hard to get four, oh, yeah. you know, premiership challenging or quality players there. And you'd have to say that they, at least this year, they had it, you yeah. know, their, their spine this year was up there with the best. Um, it is. It is. It is true. Um, that thing about prioritizing the spine over all else at all costs, because you know, we our last season review with the storm, we I don't think we barely, apart from maybe Xavier Coates, we didn't even mention the name of a player who it doesn't feature in the spine that entire episode. Well, we mentioned some of the forwards moving on. Yeah, but, but none of the ones coming in. We don't even know who's going to be there in that in that starting forward pack nah. next year. But it doesn't phase us because we know that. Well, A, the Storm has such a system where it's so next man in and it's so it's such a role play. Like everyone knows their role. Yeah. That regardless of which young guys or, you know, players who may have been overlooked by other clubs are coming in, it as long as that spine is doing its job, everyone will follow around them yeah. and slot in. Well, it, it kind of feels like that classic Melbourne uh, approach is a system that they're, mm. they're trying to play. And so the players can step up into that system really well. Whereas Parramatta very much feels like a style of play. You know, they, mm. they try and throw caution to the wind, lots of offloads, they spread the ball. Um, they're, they're willing to, you know, put in risky plays um, to score points. They're always going to try and outscore their opposition. They're, yeah. they're never going to try and defend their line and, you know, take the easy two points um, and, and creep ahead. And... In, in that sense, it's you, you've got to find players who can play that style. Everybody mm. can learn a st- system. I don't think players are necessarily able to learn a style. So that's no. why, you know, players like Ryan Pappenhausen, uh, not Ryan Madison, sorry. <laughs> I was um, like, where's this going? I know. Ryan Madison, <laughs> he's, he's coming. He, he grew up as a half. He's a big um, ball playing forward. Now excels in that system. He's able to get those offloads away and yeah. do a bit of playmaking whilst also having that sort of that's right. Madison wouldn't settle for boring footy. Whereas no. a lot of players at the Storm, you know, happy to just do their role, yeah. not be the star. That, that, that I think lends itself to the inconsistency that they show because when those risky plays inherently don't come off all yeah. the time, yeah. they, they're going to struggle. Um, and I think that also impacts them when they do go behind or they struggle in the first half because they're relying on this style of play which has struggled in the opening 40 minutes to turn the game around. Whereas Mm. if you're playing in the system and you know the system works, the system's not flawed. The only reason that you're failing in the system is because you're not playing your role. (laughs) You know, you're making mistakes or errors or whatever. Yeah. Um, Well, you know, and the other interesting thing is, yeah, we don't know who, we don't know who's going to be hooker for the Eels next year. Do we? Josh Hodgson. Hodgson. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Interesting one. Well, it's a short term solution. Like, yeah, it is a short term solution. And also with two halves, you know, with Mitch Moses and and Dylan Brown as your halves, you need to find a hooker who really is going to be able to complement them. And they had that with Marnie. Yeah, we, we yet we'll see if that 
if they've got that with Hodgson because if they don't, it'll be catastrophic for them. And if I don't do, think Hodgson's an 80-minute hooker. Not after the massive injury he's had. Mm. You know, he's um, well into his 30s now. He, he's definitely going to come in and be a real asset for them. But he's not going to be 80 minutes for the whole season. Yeah. Um, and so I think they, they, there's a chance that they'll struggle with, with that, mm. that new spine. And, I mean, they're going to be... They have every um, possibility of being as good as they were this year, next year. But it, it's still... How do they get much better? You know, yeah. because it, it, I, I do think on the balance of it, losing Isaiah Papaliti as well, their roster next year is slightly worse. It's... Yep. Roughly the same, but slightly worse. Yep. Um, I'd agree. And how do they elevate themselves? Is Brad Arthur still the one to do it? I've said for a number of years, since we started the podcast, I don't think he's the coach that's going to take them to a premiership. I think he's done an amazing job getting them this far and, and from when he came in and the position they were mm. in at the time. And I know a lot of people would say that he's earned, you know, the chance to keep going and they have shown progression. Mm. Um and maybe yeah, that's they because are just you're a manly un- fan who loves sacking coaches. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. We've got a bit of a taste for it at the moment. <laughs> um, I, 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 yeah, I, I disagree. I think he is the right man for that job at yeah. the moment, and he is the most likely person out of any person for if out of all people, I'd say. Yeah. But to be head coach for the chance of Eels to be premiership winners in 2023, I'd say Brad Arthur is the most likely. Okay. I, yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> I think part of it, what's so hard is they were, Penrith is so far ahead of the competition at the moment. So all these teams that we're talking about getting, like winning this premiership and, mm. and beating them have to beat this benchmark that is so unbelievably high at the moment. Um, and we really haven't seen a team at th- these heights for a, a long time. Yeah. Um, and you have to, who's going to elevate themselves above Penrith? It's very hard to say. So if you take that sort of benchmark out of the competition, P- Parramatta would have been deserving premiership winners this year mm. if Penrith were closer to the pack, you know? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, and yeah. so in many ways that <laughs> he's done it. He's got them to the peak because, yeah. you know, the whole rebuild at Penrith has been a long-term process. They're like genius. Like it's hard to replicate. Yeah. Um, so congratulations, Paramount. <laughs> <laughs> congratulations on getting to the peak. Um, <laughs> you, you peaked. No, well, nobody's going to get peaked. that. You peaked. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulate. <laughs> we'll end this with a congratulations. Um, let's go to an ad and come back with what the fans thought. Yes. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. 
Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. All right, we're back. What did the fans think? The fans uh, were very pleased. They thought they overperformed this year. 71% thought that they performed above expectations. Um, 19 thought they met expectations. Those people that reckon they were going to be a top four side. And Those are the Eels fans already had the premiership tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those already had premiers 2023. Bold, bold, bold um, <laughs> Eels fans. Um, do you have a prediction for their fan-voted player of the season for the Parramatta Did no Eagles? one say they were below expectations? Oh, 10% did. 10%. Yeah, for those 10%, they just think that they're going to... Silly buggers. Yeah, win the Premier. Those are the ones Come with on. the tattoos. What am yeah. I thinking? Um, what? Play, player of the year. <laughs> <laughs> you, have you got a guess? I've, I've got, got a the, guess. the fan vote yeah, yeah. in front of me. Um, I'd say... I'd probably say it's a toss-up between Brown and Moses. Who, who else could it be? Sean Lane, maybe? Nah, I'll go with... I'm going to go with Moses. It's Sean Lane. Sean Lane. Yeah, I must oh. say it's um it's a team approach at, at Parramatta. They they don't have that one star. Mm. You know, Mitch Moses obviously sort of runs the show, but Brown was excellent this year as well. Um, but Sean Lane picked up the most votes, just shy of thirty yeah, wow. percent. Um, but Isaiah Papa Lee was there. Dylan Brown, Gutho, Moses, and Regan Campbell, Gillard, all getting a number of votes. Um, sharing the spoils, so there was no star yeah, man. Yeah. It's a star roster. It feels like a good, 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 good approach. Yeah, absolutely. Star, you know, um, three of those spine players and the and the back rowers. You know, mm. Sean Lane. I mean, we, we we didn't really touch on him um, just before the ad no, break. He, yeah, but he, he had a, he had a, he had a year. massive season. He did. Yes. Um, again, somebody I think that's relishing that style of play. Um, yeah, you yeah, know, that totally. big body. He's able to get his arms free, play those offloads. No, he was and yeah, making so many offloads this year. Hundred percent. So yeah, he's um he's definitely. Improved a lot and, yeah, fan voted player of the year for Parramatta. Good on so you, well Sean. Done. Good on you. Uh, looking ahead, 2023, 91% think they'll make the top eight. 31% yeah. think that they will be in that top four. Wow. Um, 3% think that they'll be in the bottom five. Three <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. percent. <laughs> that was um, probably me and you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Just getting um, on there. Yeah, fighting out for that, that wooden spoon down in 17th next year. Still... Bit confusing. Still over crazy. Seventeen teams. Yeah. Well, where do you reckon they'll finish next year, Harley? Oh God, last. <laughs> um, Not where do you want them no, to finish? No, I, I think we... I think they'll be that. I'm. I'll. Uh, I'll say fifth. Yeah. Okay. Because I do think losing mine than I thought you'd put yeah, them, but good on you. Like they've still got that core. I think they'll be that drive and motivation to to go one step further. Um, but losing Papali and Marnie, I think, does yeah, just drop them down a notch. Yeah, and yeah, the storm should be back in that top four. Mm. So let's see if they swap places. What about you? I think something that can hurt them is ongoing contract negotiations and talks massively with Moses and Brown, two very key players. Uh, you know, I obviously Munster for Storm had that going on this year, but he's I don't know, he's a, got a more experienced perhaps head on him, was able to sort of navigate through it. Not all players can react to that the same way. And I think with two players in your halves going through that, I feel like, and I feel like Eels may prioritize one, which may lead to issues with yeah, the other. Yeah, that's it. I think the and chemistry could be, you know, put off yeah, if they, so, they prioritize one and give one what they want in yeah. terms of salary and don't negotiate with the other. That being said, I still think they've got a top eight roster. I just think it'll be on the lower part of the eight. I'm going to, I'm going to go seventh. Seventh. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. 
Um, that's that's a really good point because mm. if if they you know give Moses what it, they want, they probably can't give Brown a long term contract and yeah. vice versa. The sooner that they give Moses something, Brown's off to the Warriors. The sooner they give Brown something, Moses is back at the Tigers. Back at the Tigers. <laughs> or, you know, oh gosh, something like that. Who would you have if you had to pick one of the two? If if one was to sign long term, the other to go at the end of next year. Who would Brown I have if Moses. I'm the Eels? Yeah, you're you're the Eels, and you've got if to prioritize the... one. You can't have both. I th- I think I think I'd go Brown. Uh, I think I'd go Brown. He's yeah. younger. He's oh god, that's so tough though. I think Brown has more raw natural talent, but I think there are more five eights in the comp than there are halfbacks. Mm, you know, that's true. I, I I don't know that you could get a halfback. As, as good as Moses, um, and I think you'd be closer to replic- like getting somebody like Brown. But yeah. I, I still think Brown in five years is going to be one of you know top two or three mm. halves in the game or, or five eights in the game for sure. Um, if he if he yeah if he keeps progressing as he has done this year was unbelievable for him and he's still twenty two twenty three like yeah yeah he's been around for a while already yeah. All right, well, that's uh, that's all we think. That's the Eels. We'll have to just wait and see, I guess. We'll have to wait and see. And until next time. time. (laughs) Bye-bye. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue checkmark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.